All right, y'all. Welcome back to the rebirth of life and love. You got Felicia here. Big Rome in the building. And this episode is episode four. And, you know, the theme of it is meet me at the altar in your white dress. Except that is true. <laughs> but. Your white suit? My white suit. <laughs> And my, because yeah, that's kind of me. I, I guess it is jagged edge saying that, but like you saying that to me no. implies like I wore a white meet me at the all, you know, like. No, you see, Rome is one of those where whatever you say the lyrics, it has to mean exactly what it is. It can't, you can't sing a male lyric. But for also, some you got to change it up, you know, because. So meet like, me at the altar in your white suit. We ain't getting no youngers. We might as well do this. Yeah. That's how it felt. No. Well. <laughs> No, so last episode, y'all heard about the proposal, um, just how thoughtful it was, the family planning as far as like, you're my person, you're my one, let's do this. The one, 1169. we get into the planning for the wedding, which was a whole nother level. Listen, to plan a wedding, let, let's actually take them back real quick. I moved back to Seattle because I yes. got a job. You were still in Spokane. You were working. You were going to school. You were almost done with your MBA program. Yep. And now we have this wedding. I proposed in July, and we're like, yeah. let's wait a year, and let's do it next summer, because it would have been summer 16, like Drake said, out here looking for revenge. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm moved back home, like I said, and I'm trying to do like all the small, intricate wedding stuff, like flowers logistics chairs table setting well the big, no, the big one was the venue like you were the, the eyes. big one was the venue you, okay so we that's had to right figure out the venue you were the eyes i'm in spokane i'm the planner like i'm the one that likes to do the details and rome is the aesthetics person so rome was all about like what colors are we wearing you know what does it look like he really wanted water and i was behind the scenes okay what's the numbers look like how much can we afford and so it was perfect that you were in Seattle and you got to go look at the venue because I feel like I trusted you. I was like, okay, he says that this is it. It's it. So I got taste. Yeah. You've always had taste. But let, let's, you said a key thing. So some of my uh, wedding requirements, mm -hmm. I didn't have many at all. I wanted to wear what I wanted to wear and yeah. no one was going to tell me otherwise. We'll get to that in a second. But I really wanted a water view. So as I'm looking for venues, you know, of course, Seattle is surrounded by water. So I'm like, but still like venues actually on a water with the water view. It felt like it was few and far between, especially because well, it it's a summer. Yeah. It was either your downtown Seattle, which costs so much, or you're on a lake or you kind of have to go out. And so we still wanted that like that water Seattle vibe without that price tag of downtown Seattle. So we landed on the Ballard Bay Club. We landed on the Ballard Bay Club because I feel like we saw it on, do we see it on Instagram or Facebook? I know I we it saw it. Pinterest. Oh, okay. Well, we saw it on some social media yeah. network. And really the thing that appealed to us, granted, yes, it's on the water, it's on the sound, but it was like, there were palm trees there. And I'm like, where there's not palm, Seattle is too cold of a climate to have palm trees growing here. So obviously they they imported the palm trees, they placed them there. But I was like, that looks dope. So right away we were just like, all right, 
can we afford this? Because this looks like something that like is going to be out of our budget range. Right. But also to the second thing is because we were looking at like a, a late summer. So like August wedding wasn't going to be available. Yeah. And we had two dates in mind. Right. So the dates. Okay. So not only are you aesthetics, but you're like the look of it. You're like numbers, a little bit superstitious in certain situations. So you need to be an even number. I wanted we it wanted to be. wanted it 8 20, 16. Which because is both of my our birthdays. birthday is June 8th. Your birthday is November 20th. Dang, sis, just give away our DOBs. <laughs> <laughs> and so you wanted that. But then my mom is a teacher, so she couldn't make it because she had to go back to school. So the other option was 8-6, which is my birthday backwards. And we were like, okay, we can deal with that. And it was open. So the next one was the budget. Could so, we afford that budget? Right. And we had saved up some money. And... I, well, this is the one traditional thing we did do is my parents stepped up and were like, hey, you are the baby. You're the only girl. You know, my parents got the wedding paid for for my grandma. And so they wanted to do that for us. And we had the option. We can give you X amount of money and you can have a wedding or X amount of money and you can put it on down payment. And we, we, we picked the wedding. We really did. We wanted to have that moment. Because we already had some money aside. And so I don't know what you guys feel like out there. I feel like the way this real estate and the economy is, people are going to pick the money for the house right now. See, but it was different back then. But I'm curious, put in the comments, at the time, you know, would you rather have, let's just give a random number. This was not our number, but would you rather have 20K for a wedding or 20K for a down payment? Leave it in the comments. We, again, at the time, young, in love, we're like, no, 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 run that money for that wedding. And I feel like too, what this was like our first kind of not bump in the road, but like moment of testing our partnership and what our marriage is going to stand on. Because my dad is a little traditional, very traditional. You know, we wear black, all black. You know, doesn't like flamboyant colors. And so here you are. Your parents are paying for the wedding. And they probably have the request. They want these people invited. They want you to wear X, you know, certain colors or. And so Rome had like, he'll talk about like two outfit changes. He had the flashy shoes. And so I had to be tested because my dad was kind of like, well, what, you know, the rhinestones? Like, okay, what does this look like? And he, at the end, he ended up saying like, nah, I trust you guys. This is your wedding. But I definitely had to stand up and be like, Rome's going to wear what he wants to wear. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. So if this money comes with a requirement of what we can and can't do, then there's going to be an issue. And I feel like being able to stand up and like kind of break down that wanting to please, like skill, that skill trait that I have was something that I needed then and I'm still working on, but I've been way better with now. So basically what you're saying is, and again, this is a joke, so re relax. So what you're saying is you needed a man to help you get your priorities straight and put your foot down and stop being a pushover. What? You needed a big, a big strong man to to step up and be like, no, this is what's going to happen and allow you to not continue to please no. everyone, but allow you to do what you want to do. That's and here, let me add all. the, okay, well, I took a, I took <laughs> I a shot in the dark. I don't to do that for me. Okay, no. good, good. I think our relationship allowed me, because I think that's what you are. I don't, regardless if you're a man or not. One of your traits is you do what you want to do and you are true to yourself. You've never let anyone come in and tell you, oh, why are you wearing this? Or 
Why do you like that? You like what you like, you wear what you wear. And that's a, a trait that I haven't always had. I, I tend to overthink or feel like, what's this person thinking of me? What are they thinking of us? How does this look? And I feel like that was the first moment where I started to break that down and say, it doesn't matter. This is what we want. They're dying, I guess, to hear what I wore because now they know that your dad saw it and was like, mm, I'm not sure about it. <laughs> um, so my first outfit, yes, I had two because it's my wedding, like Felicia said, our it was wedding. Our wedding. It, well, it was our wedding, but I have 50% of yes. the wedding. So that it 50% wasn't one of those where was like, my no, wedding. I'll just show up. You do whatever. No, no, no. There was no groomzilla. Like I was very much uh, hands on with every. I mean, I had to be. She wasn't here. Mm -hmm. But like I was saying, I had these loafers on and they had rhinestones on them. They were they were silver and had the rhinestones and all you could see is the rhinestones, though. So like it was just sparkling and shining every time I walked. It was on some like uh, some like not thriller. I'm tripping. What's the uh, uh, when he does the moonwalk for the first time? Those ones. Uh, no, that's later. <laughs> Regardless, uh, I had those on. I had the white suit and like the one thing I asked, cause again, we have this water view in Seattle. If you've never been to Seattle mm -hmm. in the summertime, it's very blue. The greens are green, like super green. And then you just have like nature colors. And yeah. so I wanted to keep it neutral. So we picked gold, silver, black. So black pants for the grooms, gold vest, silver bow tie. I had, silver bow tie, white suit, gold lapels, and then the, the loafers. And then Felicia's dress was white. wanted to wear a white suit because your parents got married in, when you were, what, like two? I wanted, yeah, I want to get married because my mom or wanted, to get, wanted to wear a white suit yeah. because there's a picture of me from my mom and dad's wedding when I had a white suit on. We I was like two years it. old. I got to find that picture. But. Yes, because, yeah, we'll get to the, the kids portion, but little Romy looks just like you and that, that yeah picture. so i was I, I was wearing all white so i had to do something similar but of course like dress it up some and then you know like i said there was two there's two there was two outfits because i'm like all right i got the ceremony fit and i got the reception fit that's just like what ray j said i got an outdoor pool and an indoor pool <laughs> outdoor basketball court and an indoor basketball court it's the same thing i gotta i gotta have my two suits and the second one black pants mm -hmm gold vest or gold vest gold jacket blazer gold with roses. black roses no the black they're black roses oh, okay Bl the black roses in detail and then gold air force ones because yes. you know it's me but uh i had one dress one dress i wore the whole time the whole time but that's okay though because that's the epitome of our personalities mm -hmm. like I'm gonna get my fit off. He's gonna be flashy. And Felicia's like, no, nah, I mean I'm you know like I'm gonna put that stuff on but put that shit on. But like outside of that, like I'm just I'm keeping it keeping it cool. Yeah. But we digress again. We find this venue, this beautiful venue. Yes. It fits within the budget. We figure out what we're gonna wear. Now we're finding all these like placements and all that other stuff that you would never think that you had to find. At least me, like I would never think of anything like that. I'm like if we don't. I'm like if we like, don't what? just get them them folding chairs that everybody got in the back of their church. It'll sit down on. Things are so expensive for no reason. Like you said, like the chairs, like, oh, I want those chairs. Oh, they're $5 a pop. 
okay, wait, 150 people. Wait, right. Ooh, that math starts adding up. It's like, nah, maybe and then I it's don't like, need that. Then they got to match the table and then you got to pay for the table settings. And it's just oh. like, fam, what? Like, then again, it adds up real quick. It then you got to feed all them. Right, the food. And I felt like for us, it was just, it was so hard because like you said, I was living in Spokane. You were here in Seattle. So we were long distance planning a wedding and then the wedding happens and there was just so much going on that day. Of course, there was the drama around photographer for our photo booth couldn't make it. And then I forgot about that. Called me at the rehearsal dinner and I was stressed, like really. But I feel like that wedding taught me so much of like, all right, you cannot stress over little things. Like the moment, the experience is what matters and no one else is going to know but you. But leading up to the wedding was the drama. Every chapter and season of our life, there has been someone who has come in or something that has happened to try to break us. But I feel like weddings. Um, Any life moment where yeah, you feel like you come together. Parenthood, or like yeah. all of those big moments, I think test the outside. Test people who maybe are your friends or family. and Or you thought were your friends and family. There you go. And I feel like those individuals feel like they are your top priority. And maybe they were. But when you become a one and a union and you start bringing kids in it too, it really shakes up the dynamic of this man right here, that's my priority. Now my kids are. And maybe what was important to me in a season of life two years ago, a year ago before I got married is no longer and I, I feel like even though it's not the high priority, like those people still matter to us, but I, I feel like a lot of our friends or family had a hard time kind of like rolling with that. These two are one. It's just because like, and again, uh, this is going to sound nastier than it's intending, but I feel like just my impact on you and now like your impact of, I'm not going to continue to break my neck to go over here for mm. you. Where it's just like, I feel like you did. Like, you're the one that, like, you, you would fly two hours, drive an hour and a half just to make a, a birthday party for an hour. Like, yeah. where when it's like, when it comes down to it, it's like, that's not even worth the time to do that. Like, the time or the energy or the stress to do that. But you were the one that did that. And I felt like early on, I was always like, why doesn't this person do this for you? Why doesn't mm. it? And I feel like finally you kind of saw and you're just like, you're right. Like I'm putting in too much of an effort. And of course, when you stop putting in the effort, then it's an issue, yeah. which is crazy to me. But yeah, but like in regards like to the wedding part, I think some of the issues were I had family members who want to be invited and you know, for us, we had, I had to put some rules like, okay, first cousins only, like we just had 150 people cap. And it was so hard to, you know, that person wants to bring their spouse or their boyfriend or their girlfriend. And I had family members calling me upset that they didn't get an invite or I thought I was coming. And that was like so hard for me because I wanted to have everyone there, include everybody. And that started to break at me of, okay, I have to say no. I have to start saying no to people and I have to start remembering what's in, what's more important in this day. And I feel like even now there's people that weren't there 
that would have been there if we would have known them known them at that time. Like I just and the people oh, that were th- there that I don't even really talk to like that anymore. Listen, like I, I think about that sometimes that like if we were getting married tomorrow, yeah, a lot of things change for me. me. Just who who gets there, who doesn't get there. Mm-hmm. Who like it's I I literally think about this. I'm like, what would what would things literally be like? And I, I think they'd be completely different. I agree. I agree. I wonder if you guys agree too. For those who've been married, we're we're coming up on seven years. Seven. So by the time this drops, we have celebrated our seventh year anniversary for wedding or wedding anniversary, and so much has changed in that time. But getting married at what I thought was a little bit later, 2829. It was. Compared to our our friends. Yeah. And then now being 36, I get why people have small weddings. I get why people have these intimate weddings of like, we're only inviting these people or. Or why they just elope. Elope. I get that so much now. I'm just like, man, between (laughs) all this, like, I really get the whole go to the courthouse and then just throw a reception. I do as well. Like, if. Yeah, and I and I feel like I said it was helpful because you helped me stand my ground, and that is something that you need when it comes to a wedding because you're gonna have everybody that wants their say and has their opinion, and you got to be able to say no, this is what I want, and then they want their attention. It's just little, mm-hmm. it goes on and on, but I feel like that was our first lesson in us becoming stronger and we've just used that to catapult us into like every other chapter for sure and again like even even still i feel like because again just to not to beat a dead horse with it but the work the self-work that you've done to realize that like it, it doesn't matter who you are or what you're asking for like if it if it fits my plan sure if it doesn't mm-hmm. then no and like I'm just thinking about the the chances of like again back then how many people hit you up and it's like it could be a joint decision and ultimately I feel like I was your I was your alter ego from the standpoint that like I could say get the f out of here we're not doing this <laughs> and like let everybody be mad at me because I'm okay with that and like it's whatever but like you would be, you know you were kind of like uh, I don't know we'll we'll see but I now was. now straight up you're just like mm, no. You're like, I don't, I don't think so. Well, yeah. I just feel like for us, it was the shift from like friendship to and being engaged to being married. And in those shifts, that partner becomes more and more important. But I would ask you, do you feel like anything changed from day, from us being in Spokane, us dating to engaged to married? Not really, because like we kept it. We found a plan that worked for us early, which we've said in previous episodes, and we've continued it. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's no reason to negate from the plan if it's working. Right. So we still we still have our space. We still are two individuals that came mm-hmm. together as a union. So we still do stuff on our own. Like, you still are – I don't think so. Because, like, I, I feel like now, like, you're okay when you go somewhere – and they're like, where's Rome? And you're like, oh, he didn't want to come. And then like, you're not bothered by that. When they're I'm like, not. oh, why? When it's just like, because he didn't want to come. Right? Like, they don't have to be a reason because we we do know, again, that like a lot of people, husbands, I feel like 
don't want to go to places, but they go just because it's like the easy thing to do. Because it's like, if I say no, it's going to be an issue. So let me just go. Yeah. But we both are like, nope, here's the line in the sand. This is the boundary. This is what it is. Yeah. There's that understanding. And that understanding has been there and we've lived together. So truly like there's no difference. Like we literally are just living how we always live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I never wanted you to be somewhere where you didn't want to be. Cause I don't want that energy. If you don't want to be there, <laughs> that energy going to have salty this energy, too. like looking in the corner, looking around, like, so I'm like, either I'm going to get questions about it beforehand if you're not there or questions while you're there and snickers of like, what's he Cause doing? it used to happen. But like, again, people, people don't know the whole story. They didn't know like how I was feeling then. And right. it's like, like, why is he over there in the corner? And then it's like, at those times, like I felt like you didn't do me justice of like fully explaining the situation, I didn't. but like you started doing that. And then it's like, people understand. It's like, Oh, and then like people come and talk to you like, Oh, is there anything you need? I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, just get away from me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> go into like what therapy has done for us but i will say that what becoming parents has done for us and for those who know our know our story we'll dive more into it but with our daughter and sharing her story that is kind of when that broke for me and being able to share a personal medical story before that yes you have an autoimmune disease which means you have two you have crohn's and because of that you wake up at like 60 percent you could have slept 12 hours and you wake up tired. And until I lived with you and saw it, I didn't realize how much it impacted you and how much going out and doing something was a law on you, a law on your brain power to have small talk. When I'm like the introvert who loves, like I get energy extrovert. from, sorry, yeah, I'm the extrovert. So I get energy from being out and being around people where it drains you because you're the introvert. And so knowing that it's like, let me not put you in that position. But beforehand, it was like I was living in that, oh, don't tell too much of your business to people. A lot of people don't talk too much about the medical side of what he's got going on. But in reality, it's like people need to know that to understand who you are and understand our dynamic. But something my daddy always told me or told me about our relationship in general is like talking about getting advice from others who aren't going through what you're going through. Again, advice from single folks that aren't married, that don't have a partner that can tell you how to do something, but they don't know your relationship. They haven't been with us shooting in the gym. Guard your relationship. Make a decision based off what you know, be confident in what, who Rome is and who you are and what your goals are. No one knows your goals. No one knows what you guys are trying to achieve. So dang, he was spitting. He, he said was, that he did. He did. Cause early on, it's like, like you said, you go somewhere and you're not there. And then you hear all the people talking and I had to learn to put that, put that up and learn that it doesn't matter. I can go solo. I can be by myself. I don't have to bring you along to feel good about myself for that confidence or confirmation on my end that I can be solo. And I, and I know that there's been times in our relationship where there are people that I go to for advice but I always have to realize that they don't know the whole picture and they don't know everything that's happening inside of our home. And so that always makes it hard for me of like, who do I go to for my sounding board? I think that's something I've struggled with because there have been people that maybe I go to for advice that have used that to throw them back at us in he's not the right person for you. Which is interesting because like, again, like I think about my friendships and you know, close with a lot of my cousins. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel like anyone I've talked about, let me take one step back. So understanding and breaking down kind of what your dad said with knowing you and knowing us. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm always the person anyway, where it's like, I can ask and I can inquire and all that stuff like that, but everything is always going to come back to me and I'm always going to be the determining factor on anything. Mm -hmm. And so like seeking advice, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't ever recall anyone saying anything negative, like at all, even about like marriage stuff, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's always like when I ask people stuff, I'm always like, this is the situation. This is what I'm doing because like, I'm very emotionally intelligent from the standpoint of like, I can identify it's it's one of those things where it's like how do i uh break these mm-hmm. these chains of of trauma that are enforced and all this stuff like that and so really I, for one it's nasty it's nasty work when you tell someone and they throw it back at you that doesn't really scream friend to me no. but like which is you know <laughs> i mean hey it is what it is it's a this is an up pin, impenetrable uh boundary we have around us that like we don't let people get to but it's just fully on it's like knowing us and when it comes down to it you can't really run from anything that we have to go through because it's something that we have to figure out yeah like regardless i mean that's just what you know we talk about parenthood that's what we we really learn with the parenthood um in our medical journey with our daughter it's just like no matter what comes up like it's always going to be an in-house issue regardless of it leaks outside yeah so yeah and I feel like for me I am a perfectionist and so early on I feel like things need to look and be perfect and then I realize that no relationship and no marriage is perfect nothing in the world is perfect no and that being the once you open up and you're you're sharing that and you're sharing that like hey these are the issues that we have or this is what we're working through you start to find out that other people are going through the same thing. You start to realize, like, why are we all trying to put up this front? And I think social media dies. <laughs> everything looks so perfect on social media. And then you, you find your favorite couple is divorce, divorcing. And, you know, it's just like, okay. So, like, I never want people to think that we are perfect. You are perfect. I am perfect. We're perfect for each other. And we're still working through a lot of things. But early on, that was something, a roadblock that I had to overcome was, this idea that things had to be presented in like the best way. Which makes a lot of sense because again, like personally, my, my brand is imperfect being Mm -hmm. imperfect because I look at it as like the imperfect perfection because Mm. when you have the disease or even two of them that like impact you so much, like you can't, you can't even be standard. So you're, you're always in the minority. I'm always going to be in the minority is everything is having a disability is being a black man. I'm always going to be in the minority, but like, I just, I don't know. Like I stay very true. And I feel like a lot of relationships and marriages and all that stuff like that end because people are afraid to have some of those conversations Mm -hmm. and they're afraid to understand and know that everything is not supposed to be perfect. Like I literally think society thinks everything should be perfect because if regardless of people say no, and I don't think they think that like you people, a lot of people operate and act like that. They act like they have to be the social media couple. They act like they have to be Jay-Z and Beyonce, but Beyonce got cheated on. 
Okay. Oh, uh, the beehive don't come for us. No, I'm literally just saying, okay, we'll use a different example. No, it's like, fine. Just, it's fine. It's, it's, it's true. It's like, uh, it's all of these relationships that people want are all imperfect, but yet they want the perfect thing. It's mm-hmm. unrealistic. And so when all this turmoil happens and when the transition from friends to to lovers come in, um, because there's actually, we'll, we'll bring up this in a second. There's actually like, a lot of uh, talk on social media right now just about the fragility of the man and woman friendship. And it's starting to like, like create all these insecurities and these insecurities. And of course people aren't talking about anything because guess what? They hardly ever do. And it's leading to all these breakups. So wait, tell me more. So you're saying like me and you were married and I have a male friend or you have a female friend like the, that? It, it is the same situation that we're faced with today. So this person made a, no, I'm, I'm going to share with you. Okay. This person um, made a TikTok video and discussed, she said that her boyfriend, which I think they were only dating for like six weeks or something like okay. that. So it was fairly recent. Uh, she said broke up with her because she has a male best friend mm. and the male best friend here's the thing like the video that she posted with her male best friend was a little extra now 90 percent of the people close to me are women they are i have a lot of like i would consider if not best close women friends you do. and it would be the exact same thing is like because for one of course that that can I mean, and obviously the contrary to or the vice versa for you with the mm-hmm. same, like it could get messy from the standpoint of like it, intentions, depending on their intentions. Yes, I could see how, how sharing marital problems or any problems could get messy right. because you already have a person that you're really close to and you value their opinion, all that stuff like that. But truly, I feel like if sis would have like talked to old boy it was just like, this is what it is. He's been my best friend for six years. He's been, you know, helped me through this and this and this. And then it's, but it sounds like, again, I was reading the comment creeping mm-hmm. that uh, the man just put up boundaries. And he's just like, no, I don't trust women with male best friends. It is what it is. But yeah. like, it, that's obviously something that he got burned by before. Cause right. I mean, there's that's no other reason to do. Yeah, it's just for sure an insecurity. But That he has. But I feel like for us, maybe that's why we kind of came together and we were meant for each other. I am... I have two older brothers. They always had friends over. I just grew up around men and boys. And then here I go. I'm on a UW track team. Uh, there was a point where I was like the only woman sprinter traveling and running. So you're in a co-ed sport where I practice with the guys. And so two of my really you know best friends right now are men. And they're cool with you. And so like once we met, it's like the opposite. You were raised by women and you have a lot of female friends. And I will say when you hit me up and we were Facebook messaging, the first thing I did was go through all your profile pics. And I was like, oh, okay. It was picture after picture of him and another girl, another girl, another girl. And I was like, oh, dang, like, are these his girlfriends? And I was like, that'd be weird. Cause like at that time people weren't really like posting like, them and their girlfriend like that on their on their profile pics. I was like, this must be be friends. And they were. Like the first few times I first one was my cousin. Yeah, first was your cousin. (laughs) The second one was Courtney. And we actually one of our saying names. I know oops. (laughs) 
Well, she's a fine. The first month that we met, we went to her birthday party. So I met her and I remember seeing her like, oh, she's the one in the picture. And she was like, oh my God. And she came up to me and she was talking I'm like, oh, she's cool. Okay, got you. This is just who you are. So early on, it was presented to me like, hey, these are my my friends. This is like my sister. And this is who I am. I'm like, hey, well, you met me and I was at the club of five guys. So this is who I am. That <laughs> sounds crazy. Right? But they were oh five my of my gosh. And so you could easily be like, that's one of- Five guys, no burgers. <laughs> we always made a joke about that. That's so ass. <laughs> but I was in the club with five guys. And so you could have easily been like, hey, yo, what's going on here? And you didn't. And I, so I feel like we both came into the relationship knowing that we were secure in- the other person having a best friend that was the opposite sex. But I had to put some batteries because I feel like there was one individual who won't name names, like you said, that was a friend at that moment, but before it was something more. And that was something I didn't feel comfortable with. And so I feel like, oh, you don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> we won't dive into that. But I think there are boundaries around it. But if it's a, a friendship that you're clear that the other person is saying that we're both friends and it's like okay that's fine but like i said going from friends to engage to marriage the key learning in all of this is in that friends to dating stage before the fiance stage find out what works for you mm -hmm. and don't change from it there's no reason to change if it works because again it worked for us and it could work for you right set boundaries be clear about expectations. And I think we've all, we both have evolved since then. And we both have worked through a lot of different things that we will talk about more. Cause I don't, I think we have changed from when we first met and got married to well, now. Of course there's been growth, but fundamentally, no, Fundament right. fundamentally the relationship itself hasn't really changed. Has there been more compromise? Of course. Mm -hmm. But like, fundamentally from what we started on and what we built and how we did things it, it's still we well, still rocking well one question what do you feel like has been something i have grown the most with from year one to now your ability to not take things personally mm -hmm. because sometimes i can be direct like unintentionally direct and Sometimes, like on a communication standpoint, like depending on how I'm feeling, of course, like I may not be able to communicate something as well or as clearly as I want mm -hmm. to. And instead of like before, just like not taking any stock in what I'm trying to say, like you're actually like, like trying to figure it out yeah. and then asking again and all that stuff like that. So I think the nature of just communicating. And definitely for you. I feel like your ability to compromise and to be, because you wouldn't be inconvenienced for anything before. Did you know you can't spell compromise without Rome? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, I did know that because you said it before. Yeah, I know that. But I thought <laughs> at the beginning, it was like, we were still kind of like, okay, we're married, we're one. But there were still moments of you were like, no, I'm not going to do this, this, this. You know, I'm not going to, I'm that. not going to. Y'all, I'm not going to, if I want Burger King and it's on the other side of the road, I'm not about to turn around. I'm about to, you need to buy, get something on this side of the road. But it's like a four lane road. So like you got to go and like make a U-turn at the light, come around, get the Burger King and then come out, make another U-turn just to go back the way I was going. And I feel like you nope. have been okay I and mean, been way better with compromising and doing things that you might not want to do, but you know that I want to. 
And that is, that's growth, that's evolution. And I feel like that's something that, well, tease this, that we've had to really stand strong on as parents. And so next episode is next our episode. next stage of parenthood and us becoming parents and what that looks like for us. The journey, is, the hardship, yes, the joy, tease. Lots of all of it. But yes, follow us on Instagram, on YouTube. We'll What's drop the handle here. Okay, yeah. And so Let it them know is it's real. right. Are you, are you done? Are you, are you yeah, pointing? no, I'm pointing where the handle is okay. going to be. Rebirth of Life and Love podcast on YouTube. All right. Hashtag RLL pod. You can find me on Instagram, Felicia11, F A L E S H A 1 1. And then Rome. Rome Johns. I said yours last time, so you can say mine. Rome Johns. R-O-M-E-J-O-H-N-S. On Instagram. All right, y'all. See you next time.